Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Off the Grill podcast, the only show that has been referred to as a triple penetration of knowledge, humor, and timelessness. I have COVID and I want to die. But before I die, let's take a look at our sponsors. Casey Anthony Trash Bags, so tough, even a toddler couldn't tear them. Yeah, big bolt corn. Corn on the cob is so big, you need two hands. When you think mouthful of fun, think BBC. And last but not least, AshleyMadison.com. If you want your secret liaisons to absolutely become public, talk to AshleyMadison.com. Look at that. I got through all of them, no problem. I didn't fuck up and say, you know... CaseyAnthony.com. If you want your daughter murdered while you go party. Not a bad idea, actually. That might uh that might prove to be a worthwhile uh domain name to uh grab a hold of. Oh boy. Doing a late show. I apologize. New schedule. Uh, you know, what I thought was COVID the whole last week. And now I guess I'll know, I'll know nothing because I did everything fucking backwards. We'll get into that. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. But 
Brian Trash, good to see you. Speaking of Brian Trash, these your boys? These your guys here? I just, I just want to know. Think about the boots that are in there, and only John could think of saying it. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, it just, you know, it wasn't like he was even telling Oh, yeah, you, fudge oh, pack me. Pack me in, boy. Fuck yeah. Designated just for sour <laughs> I just want to know. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Um, first off, I think we'll probably just get this out of the way. Eventually, I think my schedule may be changing um, due to the due to the fact that I have a job now. Um, there's a potential that the show might have to start at 7 instead of 7.30. Which, you know, whatever, I guess. That's not not a big deal. Um, shouldn't be, I hope not. You know. Goddamn. Old crazy cheese heads. Slamming it into each other. Bunch of men as fat as me just fucking... Knock on the old back door. But, uh, you know, pick this up today. Got the old uh, Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Spark. Haven't tried it yet, so I guess uh, Batman mugs notwithstanding. We'll do a little mini review in a bit. Um, Got to let the gum kind of die out a little first, I suppose. Old Dan Shine. What's up, bro? Hurry now. Sorry, I'm just looking for some different things to talk about on this show. Um, So I've I've been sick this last week, really since last Wednesday. Um, With what I thought was COVID... Then the more I thought about it, maybe it's not. Eh, different people having different, uh, you know, different whatever the fucks, different symptoms of shit around here. Um, some of the people I hung out with in, in the recent past, you know, before getting sick. One of them had it, one of them didn't. So... I'm not sure still as far as, uh, you know. And, of course, when I got sick, I didn't go get tested. I just sat in my room. Uh, So it was nice. Um, You know, I'll say this, though. After, it's one thing, like, you know, to just hang in your room when your room is your entire kind of place of living um like it was for me in jersey um but now that i kind of have a more free reign over this entire uh bullshit thing or whatever the fuck this whole domicile this whole house basically being stuck in your fucking room 25 hours a day 
really ain't good for the old skull. You know, and even with like social media and being able to talk with folks, you know, talking with folks, getting right down to their level, you know, seeing what their problems are. Um, fuck, man. It's just, it's not good. That's not a good time. You really start to learn about yourself. Um, yeah. So I've hated it. And it still might be. I, I tried to, uh, I mean, it's been five days. I got my fingerprinting done, which is also another weird thing I was thinking of on the way home from getting that done today is that I went from pretty much being off the grid. I mean, in, in like the most basic sense, and you know, no bank account, no, no W-2s, you know, nothing like that. I mean... But in many other ways, very much on the grid. So basically, I'm I'm fucking just stupid. But uh, to like this job where my my fingerprints are on file, they've taken several current photos of me, which you know, given my current fucking physical state, I just love. Um. But, like, I'll be working basically for the government, not the federal government or even the state, but, you know, and maybe not even the county. I just realized that maybe it's not a great idea to go, yeah, I'll be doing this and that. But you fucking people don't know my name anyway. And you never will. Oh, wait, that's right. It's Deacon Taylor. <laughs> you know. Um. Um. So, you know, good thing Sean McManus is tucked well into bed by this point. Because um, there's another week. I don't really have a whole lot to fucking talk about. A lot of the last fucking five days for sure have just kind of whizzed by. Uh, <laughs> I'm screwed now. <laughs> uh, but I've had different, like, fucking fever... They're not dreams, I don't think. Because I was awake, like machinations and different stupid thoughts in my head that have made me laugh. And I just, I got to get into the fucking habit of writing shit like that down. Because more often than not, it won't mean anything. But it might mean something eventually. And it might be something I could riff on. You know, so these aren't just like fucking more or less the same podcast. I'm fucking screaming about the same three things about wrestling and football. And then go, oh, that'll suck or that won't, you know, horror movies or whatever the fuck. But let's check the old comments here. Dan says, what do you think of WWE announcing all the surprises early for the Women's Rumble? And I think that that's not all the surprises, is what I think. Um, interesting, though, that Mickey James has been announced, even though she's with Impact and NWA, I believe. Um, so that's fun. That's new. I'm sure Tony Khan's taking that real fucking nicely. Um, herpes. Okay. Sure. Oh, Jess Graham. Shut up, Jess Graham. 
Jess says it could be COVID hits everyone different. I'll say this, man. The fucking the headache that I got Wednesday late afternoon. So I woke up that morning with a headache, just like that kind of like a a dull way in the background sort of headache. And that wasn't great. I definitely wasn't digging that. It was, but that was more annoying than anything. I got home from kind of the orientation shit that I needed to do with my job before I could start work. And uh, just laid down. Didn't feel good. A little tired. But I also was up fucking much earlier than I wanted to be. So I wasn't sure which was which. It was early in the day. It was like noon, 1 o'clock. So, you know, whatever. Grab a nap. It's not like I'm going to lay down at 7 p.m. for an hour. Um, And woke up with the worst throbbing it wasn't a migraine it was just the worst like fucking throbbing headache that wouldn't go away no matter how much fucking tylenol or ibuprofen or fucking aleve or anything nothing would get rid of it to the point like i probably ate which isn't like crazy i guess but like five edibles from Wednesday night in the sometime Friday. And it was like fucking eat an edible, screaming pain, not really. Until I excuse me, until I passed out. <laughs> Woke up, ate another edible immediately. Kind of dealt with it and just like fucking almost straight through. It was just so fucking, it was just like, it was mean. Like, the headache was mean. It had fucking, it had a personality to it. You know, as, as that's the fucking best way I could sum that up. And, and I'm not happy with it still. I want to go find its family. And I want to burn them alive. <laughs> oh, man. But then, like, the, the fucking cough and the, the chest bullshit kind of um, set in. I, I had a little bit of difficulty breathing. Nothing crazy. Nothing where at any point I was worried about going to the hospital or anything like that. Um, but I just took some, you know, horse dewormer, and I was good. Good to go. I'm fucking better now, right? Kidding. Um, no, I... The only thing we had in this house was some diabetic cough syrup. And that is the nastiest medicine I've ever had to take. It was just vile. Like it, it was like three times as medicinal as like, like a regular Robitussin. I think they, it was called like diabetes, diabetic Tussin. That's what it's called. I, I think it was Walgreens or some shit. Um, it worked well enough, but god damn it was a tough. And then the fucking aftertaste, like it just coated your mouth and throat. Shut the fuck up. And like no amount of water or juice or anything would fucking like it just had to go away. You had to just sit there and cry about it. Like a fucking baby. Hey! Good. <laughs> Trash. Brad Trashes, he's got fingerprints on file. 
Uh, Dan says, I hope Ben Grimm isn't in the chat. Wow, that's mean. Uh, let's see. Oh, Christian Hanahara. Uh, they're newish. I mean, they're new to you people. Um, I've had these for probably five. Well, these are brand new, but it's the same frames I've had for the last five years. I just don't wear them too often, but my contacts are on their fucking last legs. So I'm trying to save those for when I have to go out and possibly wear a mask because I cannot fucking deal with the mask glasses fog up thing. Um, Cliff <laughs> I heard Bob Saget raped and killed a girl in 1990. I can't do I can do Gilbert, but you gotta give me fucking you gotta give me some time. I can't do it fucking midstream. Yeah, rest in peace to Bob Saget. Um that caught me by surprise. I think it I think that one legitimately caught everyone by surprise, too. Like, Betty White, I, I mean, sure, yeah, whatever, 18 days before her 100th birthday, it sucks. And based on the shit she had been doing, the press and all that, it was kind of surprising. But Bob Saget dying now is legitimately just kind of out of left field. Um, like, he's he was just touring. He's fine. Not sick. Nothing. Um, you know, he had just done... Like I on his Twitter, he's just an amazing show and one of my favorites, which, you know, that's platitude and this is a different thing that you just say as a performer or whatever. But, you know, and just, yeah, dead. But Josh Potter on Twitter also said that, you know, for a comedian, Ritz Hotel, or Ritz Carlton, whatever the fuck, Ritz, I don't know, whatever the fuck, hotel, very nice hotel, had just done an amazing fucking set. What better way to go? You know, it's heaven for a stand-up. So, um, the only other th the other thing that sucks about that is kind of another little gut punch with that is that he died on his sister's birthday. Now, luckily, luckily for her, I suppose she's been dead since '94. Um, but. You know, obviously he loved her a lot, and he spent a lot of his, I believe this is the right, I don't know if he has another sister, but she had uh, scleroderma. And, he, like, he spent a lot of his time, any of his um, uh, like charity ventures or whatever were, were uh, dedicated to the, the foundation he started for scleroderma in her name. Gay Sackett, by the way. Uh, so you really got to give props to his parents for naming their kid Gay Sackett. Um, yeah. Sackett was fucking good shit, man. You know, I mean, America's Funniest Home Videos was on a bunch when I was a kid. Full House was was right along in the rotation with Rosanna and, and Golden Girls. Um. I was actually watching a whole bunch of them last night and this morning, the Full House episodes. It's on HBO Max, the whole series. You know, a little saccharine sweet and kind of, but 
not an unfunny show. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's a fucking sitcom from the late 80s, you know. Um, very much in that fucking... wholesome family entertainment vein, but I don't know. I think because I fucking grew up on it, it still doesn't, it's not, it's never too much. You know, someone that didn't grow up on it, I can see going, what the fuck? Why is this the gayest show that I've ever seen? <sighs> Jess says, had some really good fried ravioli the other night. Too bad I couldn't taste it much. Fried ravioli are solid. You, you, See, that's the one thing, that's another thing that, that leads me to believe that maybe I didn't have it, have COVID, because I can still taste and smell fine. Um, Dan's been eating lots of salmon and salad. I haven't. Once I get back to work and can buy my own fucking food, I'll be a fucking freeloading cocksucker. I'll, uh, I'll be loading up on, like, the haddock and shit like that. I like salmon fine. You know, that'll, that'll be in the rotation, but I don't know, something about me. I'm just real, I'm real into whitefish. Mm. Just a shove a finger on that like button, folks. Oh, fuck yeah, Brian. Brian says, I was like that. Headache wouldn't go away in a fever. Yeah, fever through the fucking roof. I turned my, I, I live in, you know, western New York, and I turned the air conditioning on. I had to turn it down all the way, so it was fucking hitting on 60 before it would turn on because it's cold outside. Um, You know, for whatever reason, it was fucking with the temperature. And that, like, you know, it was the temperature in the house cold enough that it wouldn't kick on otherwise. But I had to kick that on for the fever because the fever was just fucking. I hate being hot, so and I was incredibly fucking hot, but also shivering at the same fucking time. I, the chills were unreal. So like I had the AC cranked, the door closed, so you know I couldn't even see the fucking cats. And apparently, you're not supposed to fucking hang around your animals anyway. Um, and that fucking drove me nuts too. Um. So, yeah, and yeah, so like I'm fucking all like bundled up because it's still fucking cold. It is cold in the room, you know, even though I'm hot, it's a whole fucking thing. I'm still just like, fuck it, <laughs> you know, never cold, but god damn it, was I fucking shivering my ass off that night. <sighs> Brian says, I'm not sick anymore. I'm just sick in the head. Oh, Billy Beans. I could do a better Gilbert than that. Yeah, so can I. I told you I fucking I gotta I gotta be feeling it. And I'm not feeling it. My chest is fucked up still. My throat is weird from the coughing. It's not like a sore throat. It's not like a strep throat or anything like that. It's just fucking sore from bullshit. So you know, good to see you regardless, though, faggot. Oh, sorry, saggot. Billy said, I heard it was autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, but you hear that with everyone. You think everyone dies that way. You know, just because Betty White went out like a fucking champion. 
Yeah, but Brian, you're old. It's not for you. It's not for me anymore either, frankly. I have no business watching it as, as a 29-year-old man. But Cliff says, Saget was one of the few stand-ups I went out of my way to go see. I love Full House and watch this podcast. We started a while back. You never got to the podcast. Um it was actually that the Big Cat Posse channel, the Ron and Fez channel. They just posted. Um, I don't know if maybe it was the only time, but it was Bob Saget was on to, to back when his uh, Dirty Daddy his book came out. So whenever, however long ago that was, he was on to promote that, and he talked about you know how death he fucking how comedy and death have kind of always gone hand in hand for him and even his parents and shit and. I guess his he had three uncles that died, like, fucking one right after another. And we're back to this shit with the fucking internet. That's good. Um, then, like, after he left, Ron told a story. He's like, I shouldn't tell us. I don't know, you know, without the context. But I guess, like, right after one of, like, I'm guessing it was Saget's first kid was born. He was walking around, whatever comedy place they were around. Um. Uh, Walking around with it, you know, he's all happy and you know, new dad, whatever the fuck. And he he said to you know a bunch of people, I guess, like his friends or whatever. Fuck, give me a dollar and I'll let you finger. <laughs> and that fucking just killed me, man. When I heard that, Saga was a fucking good egg, you know. Um, he's one though that like you didn't really see any of it, and maybe it's why it's just kind of course correction. You didn't really see any of this shit with, with Betty White. But Saget, or I guess we're back to fucking just, you know, those edgelords. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, some celebrity died. Everyone's going to be so hurt about it. Uh. Shut the fuck up. You know, I hope your entire family dies in front of you right now. <clears throat> you know, like, uh, not everyone's fucking super cool, dude. You know, some people kind of attached fucking uh, good memories and good times to fucking people in entertainment. Don't be a fucking cocksucker. Oh, I think it's about that time. Now. Let's puff this old uh, spark open. See what we're working with. I've heard good things about this. Um, even for people who don't like or drink soda, have just been intrigued by it, I guess. But, you know, the, uh, it's a raspberry lemonade Mountain Dew, apparently. I don't get a lot of, I don't get a lot of raspberry. Lemonade's in there, though. I like that. That's good. Good, not great. Where would I rank it? I don't know. Let's let's marinate. We'll get back to it. Um, Jess says best children, family entertainers were the most thirty adult comedians: Bob Saget, Gilbert Gottfried, Pee Wee. Is Gilbert considered a children's slash family artist? If you've ever seen his fucking stand-up, it's just like, I don't know. I never considered him like a family entertainer in any way. 
like family friendly anything. Um, Cliff says, after Norm, Gilbert's my favorite comic. I got to see him before it's too late. Gilbert is an old monster movie fanatic. His podcast is terrific. Yeah, it was definitely really good early on. I kind of just fell out of listening to it. Um, no real reason. <laughs> he did a really good episode with John Amos from Good Times. Um, the Artie, the Artie Lang one is one of my favorite podcasts from anyone. Uh, it, it was, it was not too long after that Tracy Morgan, uh, Walmart truck incident. And, uh, the, the impressions were fucking hysterical. Billy said, that's how I'm going to go choking and choking my chicken. Yeah. Cliff says, from what the security guard that found him described, it sounds like a heart attack. My friend found his dad in almost the same condition. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's 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 a bummer for sure, but you take solace a little bit that, you know, it's not like they found him with fucking, you know, kilo of coke and four three-year-olds or anything, or three four-year-olds. You know, nothing like that. So, and he goes, I was already laying out living all these guys. And yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I find that like you get to a point as an addict, addict, as I've seen, um, where you just kind of transform into a cockroach. Like you just can't die. You know, so like short of getting hit by a bus or something, you know, Lang's going to be around for a while. That's the same thing if I got noticed with my stepfather, so. Hocapontis. Masabibo Totex. Dance that trade Tracy for Sagat and Norm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my grandmother actually just told me that, Billy, which is interesting because you guys are the same age. Uh, he said, just read Betty had a stroke six, day, six days before she died, and that's what killed her. And also that even after that, she was alert, and she just kind of eventually went, you know, just kind of, Jesus. She went, what the fuck? I have a little more decorum than that, can't you? I can't. Um. What else is in the news these days? Nothing. Oh, congrats to the Bills. AFC East champs, two years running. This time they got the clinch in front of the home crowd, uh, which, you know, given that there were no crowds at all last year, they couldn't do. So I think that's the first time they were able to do that since 94 or 95. So that's good on them. They'll play the Patriots Saturday night at home. Yeah, another bummer with this fucking COVID shit. We had planned on um we had planned on going, me and my friends, the uh, Scarecrow Boys. We'd planned on going to the Bills Jets game Sunday. And it was kind of a real shitty game. Neither team played. Oh, I mean the Jets defense played really well. 
neither offense was, you know, I mean, the Jets offense was atrocious. Let's, you know, let's not put them in the same category, I guess. Uh, but the Bills, they did seem a little out of sorts. So, I don't know, hopefully that, that's that's considered their fucking goose egg. And they can go in and just punch the Patriots in the fucking mouth. I mean, the Pats lost to the Dolphins yesterday, too, so... Maybe they're not as hot and fiery as we thought they were going to be in come playoff time. Oh, that fucking Sunday night game was a real pile of shit. You know, it was whatever, fine enough game until the end. And then it's just like, they got our hopes up, fucking for a tie. And then they got to overtime down to what, like, Fucking 10 seconds left, 12 seconds, something like that. And, uh, or no, I think 30 seconds, something like that. And it looked like we were going to get the tie. Both of those teams, the Chargers and the Raiders, were going to end up in the playoffs and fucking gay Steelers could sit home. And then the Chargers call a timeout. <laughs> Which, you know, Having some time to think about it. it doesn't bug me as much. But at the time, I was just like, they were going to let the fucking clock run out. Like, they were going to call play, and they did. And I guess, you know, in the moment, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, they're just playing for the tie. Why are you calling a timeout? Um, so after the timeout, the Raiders run the ball, but they fucking blow through the Chargers' defense and get into field goal range. So at that point, I mean, if you're in field goal range, you take the fucking field goal. You don't, you know, I, I, I get that. And I get that for sure now. But it, I don't know, I guess. I just fucking, I was really going to be happy to watch the Steelers miss the playoffs. I would rather see Las Vegas or L.A. have to take on Kansas City than fucking Pittsburgh. I mean, let's be serious. Now, maybe if T.J. Watt's not hurt, maybe that game looks a little different than, than when we saw it earlier in the season. But ooh, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to that one by any stretch. It's fucking, I can't believe the Colts lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was shot. And they beat the shit out of them, too. It wasn't close. God. Can you guys hear me wheezing? Or is that just like fucking me being uh, you know, self-conscious or whatever? Who knows? Who cares? I don't care. Fuck you. Fuck yourself. Billy says, Grandma told me when she brought my sandwich. Well, if you know this lady, you know she's never brought anyone a sandwich. She tells me you don't know this lady. So shut the fuck up. Ouch. I wouldn't kill you, Billy. Oh, balls. So, I don't... uh found this screen rant thing earlier. came up in my Google feed. Ten unpopular opinions, or horror movie opinions, excuse me. 
So, ten, you know, number ten on that list. Halloween Six is a good movie, which I don't know if I'm comfortable saying that it's a good movie, but it's not a bad one either. The horror movie fan shared in a r slash horror Reddit thread that they think Halloween Six: Curse of Michael Myers is an underrated movie. This is definitely an unpopular opinion, as many fans of the franchise praise the first one the most. Um, fans love many of the characters in Halloween, and the 1978 original is seen as one of the greatest in the horror genre, as it is offered up a beautiful, as it offered up a beautifully shot and well plotted slasher movie. It's a new take to share that the sixth movie has some good features, and they show none of the features. But here's the Reddit thread. So we have to do the work. That's good. Screen rant. You're worthless. You basically just picked a bunch of links. Uh, oh, so the top fucking the post in this thread is what? It's from it's from four fucking years ago. What? A, screen rant's fucking worthless. I'm gonna start trying to fucking write for them. Make some easy money. Bullshit. Oh. Just sounds like normal fat guy noises here. Billy, you're hurting my feelings. You gotta know how to treat the ladies. I'm not gonna treat my grandmother like a lady. Yeah, I like that. I had the uh, frostbite for the first time. Zero sugar today, too. And it was pretty good. I liked it quite a bit. Wouldn't add it to the rotation regularly, I think. But as Christian Hanahara said earlier, it's a nice change of pace. Dan asked if I saw Red Rocket. I don't know what that is. And it sounds like something I wouldn't want to watch. So, no. I'm not into dog fucking porn, okay? That's fine. I want to make. I won't. I won't make you call me Pop Pop. Well, thank you. Uh, but anyway, so this fucking thread is like, what are some? What are your seemingly unpopular horror movie opinions? I have a few. I would guess they're not very popular. Which are number one, Jaws four is better than Jaws two and three. Mm. And he says Jaws two is. The most boring horror movie ever besides maybe The Exorcist 2. Jaws 3 is garbage on so many levels. That I agree. He says, whether it's the plot, laughable characters, or extreme cheesiest in quotations, or in parentheses, not the good kind. It's just very unenjoyable to me. At least Jaws 4 has some good kills of the Brody Kid and, and Banana Boat. Decent performances by Kane slash Gary and a memorably cheesy finale. I don't dis... I definitely agree with his hatred of Jaws 3. Whoever this gentleman is, their account's been deleted. So, um, Jaws 3 is fucking dog shit. I really do. I hate that movie. Jaws 2, I think, is as good as a sequel in the 70s could be. You know, I mean, it's, it doesn't touch, you know, the original Jaws, but... 
Bailey says, but I will make you sit on my lap. Yeah, make me. Oh, okay. Because you've ever had to make me before, sweet bee. <laughs> oh, this is a shitty one. Scream drops off faster than any major franchise. Everything after the original is just plain bad. Go fuck yourself. Two and four are better. Prick. Would rather watch similarly situated Urban Legend sucks a dick or Valentine, which I own and haven't seen. So good on me. Uh, which is telling because those aren't particularly good. No, they're not better than Scream. I'll fucking, I'll fight this man. Uh, Halloween 6 is the most underrated film in the fran entire franchise by a mile. I mean, I guess there's just nothing to it. There's nothing to that opinion. And I don't know what to how to fucking um, argue that. And this one, you guys in the fucking chat will have to argue over it a little more. Uh, Return to Salem's Lot is the best Larry Cohen film and would have been much more respected without the association with the original. Sort of like Halloween 3 or Zombie 4. Michael Moriarty rocks. The kill, kills of the punk rockers are awesome and it really captures the whole tainted town concept well. Plus the random Nazi hunter. <sighs> Dan, you're a fucking... This is the, the dumbest thing you've ever said. Bar none, I don't give a fuck. Anything you said before I knew you, that is your dumbest take ever. Urban Legend sucks. It's a bad movie. Outside of the fucking opening with uh, with Brad Dourif and the fucking the broad in the car, that movie's dog shit. It's the worst fucking version of Danielle Harris. Nobody likes fat Danielle Harris, even her. Not even her. Um... Uh, Brian says, Cruel Jaws. Okay. Jesus, Dan, I want to fucking stab you right now. Brian's never seen a Scream movie? Well, Brian, um, you have another 10 days, I think, before I pull it. If you go on my channel to the, uh, the Scream live commentary in the description, there's a link. You can watch Scream. I mean, you can watch it, you know, with my fucking commentary, too, but, uh, you know. And Dan says, Return to Salem's Lot is a fun, bad movie, but it's not even in Larry's top five. Yeah, I mean, you know, off the top of the head, cue the winged serpents fucking, without having seen Return to fucking Salem's Lot, cue the winged serpents better. Michael Moriarty's better in that movie than fucking anything. I mean, even if you want to stick with Cohen Moriarty things, fuck the stuff. Who doesn't like that fucking? If you don't like the stuff, you're an asshole. I'd like the stuff, you're an asshole. All right. Let's see. I don't know. Let's fucking dig into this Reddit thread and see if there's anything interesting. Oh, <laughs> Jess is listening. I thought the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street was one of the best in the series. It dropped the campy wisecracks and bad comedy of later nightmares and tried to make it extra scary. I applaud the effort, and Jack Earl Haley was a solid choice for a more serious and sinister Freddy. Dances all his exploitation work as well. Yeah, well, I don't get into that. 
unrelatable to me. Um, yeah. Every sip of that gets better. That's fucking, that's, that's an eight. That's an eight out of ten, man. Eight and a half even. I'll give it eight and a half. Brian says, I watched Urban Legend and the best part was Danielle Harris. Well, Brian, it's okay to be wrong. You're a Packers fan. I don't expect much from you. But I love you. And I appreciate you. Your hair is like an ocean. Oh boy, yeah, that fucking that Diamond Elm Street comment did not go over well. I couldn't take Freddie seriously. Not only is Jackie Earl Haley incredibly short and thus less imposing, but I've never seen a Freddie mask that looked more like rubber than the one in that movie. It's funny because that's not rubber, that's fucking CGI. Also, his voice just sounded so gravelly, gravelly that I couldn't take him seriously. Um, here's one. I think Cabin in the Woods isn't that great. I don't think it tiptoes the line between mockery and a love letter very well and is for the former. I think films like Tucker and Dale vs. Evil does this much better. It actually feels like it was written, Jesus Christ, they don't know how to write. Feels like it was written by someone who has a lot of appreciation for the genre rather than feeling than a feeling of an outsider trying to explain the horror. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and read Reddit. It's fucking not good. Uh, the Jets will be in the playoffs next year, buddy. That's, that's okay. You know, hey. At least I'm not fucking just sucking Aaron Rodgers nuts. The cinematography was beautiful. An interesting way to spell beautiful. Um, all right, number nine on this fucking stupid list. The Conjuring isn't as great as people think. A fan of the genre shared on Reddit that they don't think The Conjuring is that great. They called it overrated and wrote, I've heard several people say it's the best slash scariest horror movie they've ever seen. If you say that, it's the only ever seen um i don't really understand how i watched it once and even attempted to watch it a second time to try and understand what all the hype is about but it was so boring and cliche that i couldn't force myself through it uh says the conjuring is a horror franchise it tends to be universally beloved fans like following along with ed and lorraine's paranormal adventures and it's fascinating to see that the characters are based on the real life couple the warrens okay Billy says, I like the idea of Cabin in the Woods more than the actual movie. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't give a shit about that movie one way or another. One way or another. I do care. Okay. Um, yeah, the, Conjur the first Conjuring is fine. It's not fucking the scariest. It was good, actually. The first time I saw it, you know, it, it, a couple scenes grabbed me. And oh, shit. You know, but scary i just I, i've watched these movies so long that there's not many of them that are going to scare me you know i mean obviously that's what that puts that's what draws all of us to them i think initially but you know you become adults and shit just stops scaring you 
Um, these movies, you know, like The Exorcist is it's not scary, but to me, it's not scary, but it's fucking unnerving. And, you know, Lauren and I have talked in the past and many people, I'm sure, before us have had the conversation like, you know. Even though Reagan's able to kind of fucking, oh shit, no, 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 kind of fucking be saved or whatever. Like the the church is not successful. The fucking faith loses. Um, but you know that's a different topic for a smarter person, frankly. Um. Man, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I guess I agree with that one. Billy says, last time I was scared, there were scales involved. <laughs> Number eight, it follows in the Babadook. The Babadook! Have too much hype. The Babadook! The Babadook! Shut the fuck up. I hated that kid. Fan posts on Reddit that they don't think it follows in the Babadook are good. Of the former, they wrote, overhyped film with excellent cinematography and zero payoff. Uh, it's a new take to say these movies have too much hype surrounding them, and while the fan did praise the cinematography, cinematography of it follows, it sounds like that wasn't enough to make them love it as much as everyone else. Horror fans like both of these movies because they're seen as smart additions to the genre that offer up some social commentary. Brian, I've never watched anything on acid. I'm not a big psychedelic guy. It's never appealed to me, so I've never bothered. <clears throat> um, so I don't know. I can't say. Well, I could. I can tell you that I haven't seen it that way. But you know, I mean, what is it? Does it make it scary? Like, is it, it just, and also, it seems like it seems like a bad idea. Everything that I've heard about psychedelics, I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about them, man. I, I'm sorry, I don't. Oh, <laughs> balls, 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 balls. Cabin in the Woods is a strange tone. A fan of horror posted in a thread and rent, they don't like the Cabin in the Woods. I, I okay, I, I happened upon that one. Okay, never mind. Yeah, don't care about it. Blah blah blah. The when I when a stranger calls remake, excuse me, was really scary. Another fan posted on Reddit that the 06 remake of When a Stranger Calls scared them. They explained the most terrifying movie to watch Home Alone ever for me. The environment and the buildup they created is so tense. Love the location of a huge modern mansion in the woods. The fan mentioned that the movie got low percentages on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. Of 9% and 5.1 out of 10, respectively. This isn't an opinion that many people share. The movie got terrible reviews. It isn't very, isn't very beloved. When comparing the 06 remake to the 90s, 1979 original, most would pick the first one. I, haven't, I started watching that remake years back. I think probably when it was like first run on HBO or Cinemax or something, Showtime. One of those. One of those premium movie channels. Yeah, it's probably 07. Couldn't get through it. I got bored. So 
I have a feeling that Dan's right when he says the remake pales in comparison to the original. Oh, shit, man. Number five, the Rob Zombie Halloween movies are good. Not the first one. The first one's not good. Uh, as a Reddit user explained, Rob Zombie's Halloween movies are great as long as you don't think of them as Hall Halloween movies. Oh, yeah, it's good if you don't think of them as the thing they're supposed to be. It's interesting to compare Rob Zombie's Halloween to the original, and it's an unpopular opinion to praise his take on the franchise. The aesthetic of these movies is very different, and as tends to be the case with sequels or reimaginings, the majority of people are going to want to keep rewatching re the original franchise. Yeah. So, obviously, I mean, fucking the Halloween sequels have been talked to death, you know, by everyone fucking in this community and in other communities and whatever the fuck. <clears throat> you know, I mean, even fucking Halloween 2 is like 12 years old now. Almost. I mean, it'll be, it'll be 13 years old this year, so. <sighs> That's crazy to think of also. What's up, Orc? What's up, boy? Watch out for frostbite. That shit will turn your stomach inside out, but enjoy it. No, I only had the 20-ounce bottle. So, like I said, it, it's it's a good for a one-off every now and then. Wouldn't be, It's not something that I'd stock up on. Oh, shit. Yeah. Know what it's doing, but I like Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's H2. I don't like the the first movie. There's parts of it, I guess, are like I like Chill Grizzly. Um, I like Scout Taylor Compton as Lori. You know, it's a different take. I love her in the fucking second one. Everyone in that second one, all the main players, Dorif, uh, Daniel Harris, Scout Taylor Compton. Um, all those cats are fucking. They do really well in that movie. Sherry Moon Zombie's fucking stupid in that. You know, the whole white horse thing is dumb. But what are you going to do? I think it's Margot Kidder's last role, too, before she died. Who, by the way, was a fucking piece in Black Christmas. That little choker she had on. Just some drunk, mouthy broad. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ain't no butterflies. Says, good morning, man. Good morning to you, sir. Good to see you here. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I can see. I guess like I mean, like if you like what Rob Zombie does in his movies, I could see you liking the Halloween ones. You know, and if you don't, then. I can see you not. I think a lot of people that give H2 shit, and I'm talking the director's cut, not the theatrical. Theatrical is shitty. It doesn't make any sense. Um, people that give Halloween 2 shit went into it with a fucking agenda, I think. Uh, it's a really, it's, it's well done, I think, you know. 
you know, it, it fucking it portrays PTSD relatively well. Um, better than fucking David Gordon Green Halloween series is done. <laughs> Pardon me. That's a good noise to get on a podcast, you fat moron. Uh, you know, we'll fucking move past it. I, it's kind of funny to think about because the thing that got me to kind of stop doing the fucking talking horror videos was trying to figure out a way. Because I wanted to go before Halloween Kills came out. I wanted to get through like in September into October in reverse order, get through all of the Halloween movies, just kind of a countdown for no real reason. Um, but I started with 2018 and got that one out. I got kills out because, you know, that was fresh in everyone's mind. And your boy was trying to fucking capitalize on that. But trying to do these Rob Zombie ones, it was impossible to do them in reverse order. Because, like, there's so much shit that's set up in the first one that pays off in the second one. And I just got frustrated trying to figure out... Should I do it all in one video? You know, I just couldn't fucking do it. And it frustrated me and burnt me out trying to fucking write it, get it, you know, get it on the page at least, you know. Once it's on the fucking page, it's a breeze. Just, you know, sit here and do it. But be that as it may, we'll have to revisit that someday, I suppose. Um, number four, the shining is slow and the ending is poor. Another Reddit user posted in a thread that they find The Shining to be slow and that they find the ending to be disappointing. The Kubrick film is often thought of as to be one of the most revered horror movies of all time. And encountering dissenting opinions is somewhat rare. This is a new take on the popular movie based on the equally popular Stephen King novel. As many consider this to be a classic that should be revisited regularly. While not every Stephen King adaptation is highly rated or beloved, this movie, this is a movie that people really like, along with Misery. Uh, yeah. Sure. I think that's an odd one. To like, I, I don't know, man. I didn't like that, that movie growing up. I thought it was boring and just kind of fucking ended. Um... But but when I first saw that, I had fucking basically been fed a diet of nothing but slasher movies. So it's not a slasher, you know. So going and expecting a movie in that kind of fucking construction is, you know, setting yourself up for failure. Oh, God damn. We're going to have to end this fucking. <clears throat> it's fucking with me, man. It's been an hour, so I don't know. I'll try to bust through this quick, I guess. Uh, Hereditary isn't scary. I agree with this one. This Reddit horror movie fan doesn't find Hereditary to be scary, and they wrote that they don't think they want to watch it again. Hereditary wins praise for several reasons, but most people think that the acting, storytelling, and pacing are all excellent. It's generally considered to be a terrifying movie, as there's a fascinating twist. That twist sucked. It's fucking, that movie's stupid. And the movie keeps getting darker and creepier as it goes on. That movie fucking peaks like 20 minutes to a half hour in. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. 
but past that, yeah, I don't really give a shit about that movie. It's fucking, it's long and boring, and I don't give a fuck about it. You know, I mean, but talks about mental illness, you know, it really brings some things to light and starts a discussion. You know, I, I, I fucking, I've lived with that my whole, seeing that shit my whole life. It's not fucking, you know. <clears throat> it's not new ground for me, so it's just kind of fucking annoying to sit through and deal with. Two, the Blair Witch Project is cliched. When talking about the Blair Witch Project, the horror fans share them read that they don't think the movie is good. It's not. They explain that it's a messy jumble of wobbly camera work and uh, all too cliched kids go into the woods where evil awaits for them. Does not help the movie at all. Many consider the Blair Witch to be an intelligent movie in the found footage subgenre. It doesn't exist. So this is an opinion that stands out as recounted by Esquire. When it was released, people thought that it could be real. It just created a lot of buzz that made everyone want to see the film. Right. It's a stunt. It was a stunt movie. It sucks. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Long and boring. Have you spoken to my wife about me? We speak often. If you catch my drift, go play with your switch, Billy. Me and your mother, me and your wife have some things to discuss. Brian says Orc is God. Dan says the story behind the Blair Witch filming is fascinating. That might be true. I'm not going to discredit that notion you know i don't know the story behind it i'm not terribly i don't like the movie so i'm not interested outside of you saying that now i'm kind of interested because you said there's a you know there is a story so but i was never like curious so i don't know dan maybe perhaps you and i'll have to have a discussion in regards to the story behind the blair witch uh, but number one, horror movies with jump scares are fun. Is that an unpopular opinion? I mean, it doesn't make it a good movie. It doesn't make it scary, but sure. A horror movie fan shared an unpopular opinion on Reddit that doesn't have to do with any specific movie. They shared that they love movies with jump scares. Another fan replied, I'm all for a fun jump scare fest filled horror movie. I just would like some creativity and differences from each other. Yeah, I mean, when it's just a fucking black cat over and over, it's kind of annoying. Um, this is a new take on the trope is when thinking about the elements that are, mo are in most horror movies, most fans will say a jump scares aren't a fresh way to scare audiences. Still, jump scares can be an effective means of building tension and keeping audiences on the edges of their seats. <laughs> he says, just don't mind the echo. I broke that one years ago. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about any of this shit? You're fucking, you know, you're making me read, or I'm I'm making myself read. Let's not put this on you, but uh, I don't know. This wasn't as fun as I thought it was. But oh, here's one. Let's do another one. Since fucking the new Scream movie comes out this Friday, I believe, right? Thursday night, maybe? Whatever the fuck. This week. The end of this week. The movie going time. Ten unpopular opinions about the Scream horror franchise. 
Number 10, Scream 3 is good. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the only one that's not any good. It's fucking awful. It's boring. I hate everyone in it. Like, seriously, everyone in that movie sucks. Well, many horror fans consider the first Scream movie to be the best in the franchise. A fan shared on Reddit that they think the third movie is good, too. They called it a really solid sequel. And mentioned that they love watching Gail and Dewey's romance. Yeah, that's how you know they're gay. They're romance. <laughs> Shut up. Drink bleach, stupid. Uh, this is an unpopular opinion. Several fans commented in the thread and said that they think the third movie is the weakest. Number nine, the Scream franchise should have ended with the first movie. Christ. I mean, I mean, you can say that about pretty much any franchise, though, right? Like... I mean, Halloween probably would be better off if they hadn't made two or three or, you know, any of the sequels, Fatty. Um, Dan says three is gad-awful. Yeah, Josh Gad does suck. So, uh, even though that's a misspelling, it's probably accurate because Josh Gad is bad, and so is Scream 3. Oh, penises. Another unpopular opinion. And it's, ugh, Scream should have ended with the first movie. The whole crux of this movie is that it's set in the real world, not the world of a cheap slasher franchise, and yet we're supposed to buy that more or less the exact same thing has happened to the same group of people coming up for five times now. Oh, it's fun to watch all the movies and anticipate if fan theories will come true. The first film is definitely excellent and could stand on its own. Dan says, I'm making gad awful a thing. I think that's a shirt. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to work on that actually there, Hoss. Ugh. Got an idea. Get a picture of that fat dork. Hopefully in a t-shirt. And then we'll slap my fucking logo on his shirt and then slap that picture. On a t-shirt. And, you know, fucking get awful across the top. I won't make it. I'm lazy. But Dan, I'll give you your 0.25% of every shirt. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not really an unpopular opinion, opinion, though. Like, every franchise probably should have stopped with the first movie, you know. But studios like to make money, so let's pump out shit that fucking... It's the same reason we get 106 Marvel movies now, you know, or or the fact that there were four lethal weapons. I love all the lethal weapons, but did you need four of them? Now that there's four of them out, yes, of course, but... Dan says, Josh Gad is easily in the top 10 most annoying celebs on Twitter list. <clears throat> I wouldn't know because I've never at any point followed him or even seen a tweet of his. So, But 
seeing him on fucking that that show was it called The Comedians, that FX show he did with Billy Crystal. I think I watched the first episode because it was on after Louie. Um. Anyway, number eight, Scream 4 isn't as great as people think. I want to find out who, who had this opinion, and I want him dead. Off Scream will always be considered the best movie. No, it's not. The sequels have some cool aspects. Often when a film franchise gets to the fourth movie, the quality goes down, but many Scream fans think the fourth is fourth movie is well done. They enjoyed watching new teenagers deal with the killers and seeing Sydney revisit her hometown, the place where it all began. A few fans posted on Reddit arguing they don't like Scream 4. One fan said that Kirby should have been more of a main character. I do agree with that, as she was fun to watch, and that they didn't like the portrayal of Ghostface here. No, that movie's good. I, I would have liked to see more Kirby. Um, I'm bummed that she's kind of fucking the Hayden Panettiere is become you know kind of like a fucking drugged out shithead she was fucking A plus back in 2011 um yeah no she's fucking she's probably the best thing about Scream 4 and that's like that's from me that's very high praise cause I love that fucking movie man Anthony Anderson's fucking killing that is great. <laughs> oh, Jada Stingray. What's up, brother? Speaking of Jada Stingray, at uh, the top of the hour, head on over to his channel. I should be done. I'll be wrapping up soon, hopefully. Um, head over to his channel and uh, hang out. He's got a VHS haul that he's going to be uh, unveiling. Uh, number seven, Tatum's death isn't well done. Fans remember watching Tatum die after getting stuck in a garage door, as this is one of the most iconic deaths in the franchise. While this is generally considered a scary moment in the first movie, not everyone agrees that Tatum should have met this particular end. A fan posted about Tatum's death and said, while I appreciate the creative intent behind Tatum's death, it actually, it's actually my least favorite in the film and ranks low in the franchise for me. It's the one moment in an otherwise perfect movie, huh? It feels like spoof, thinking she could possibly fit her entire body through the pet door. Well, stupid. It just so happens that she legitimately could get through that fucking door. She got those big fat titties, um, you know, through that fucking doggy door. Like, she actually had to act like she couldn't get through it, um, you know. But, sure. Yeah, oh, what was she thinking? She's fucking real thin, bro. Set of cans on her, though. Shame what happened to her. Going, going all goofy. Going off the farm, as they say. Uh... Dan says Hayden is a couple years away from Sci-Fi Channel Originals, yeah? And Jay is showing off homemade snuff porn. Hey, it's homemade. Number six, Scream 4's opening is a favorite. I agree with this. Is this a fucking, is that an unpopular opinion? For many in the franchise, the opening's uh, definitely as good as the first movies. Look, that first movie, the opening is fucking top notch, and it probably is legitimately the best of the four. And I, I 
confident in saying it'll be better than whatever they do for five. Um, watching Casey into the phone, realized the killer was quizzing her, and watching her boyfriend die before being killed herself was surprising and terrifying. A fan of Reddit said they like Scream 4's opening sequence. There were a few comments disagreeing with this, and one fan pointed out that the deaths at the beginning of the first two movies were more dramatic, which is true. Okay, but it's still fucking cool. You know, it, it's it's riffing. The fucking movies are riffs on, on horror tropes. Like, what's not to like about, like, if you're down with that style of fucking movie, what's not to like about the fourth one? Nothing. You're an asshole and you bitch about everything. Number five, I agree with this one, actually. Randy is irritating. Randy is generally thought to be a likable character as he's smart and savvy. Of all the characters, he knows the most about the horror genre and he wants to help others understand. Fan wrote on Reddit, there is hype about Randy and they don't feel the same way, calling him annoying. This is an unpopular opinion. Is this true that Randy is a popular character thanks to his discussion of the rules of horror movies? Yeah. Uh, Jamie Kennedy is fucking grating. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely homemade. Uh, Brian says he's dying. He just cleaned his bowl. He's dying from the stench. I'm not sure what you're getting at here. Or are you dying and that's why you cleaned your bowl? Billy said. If it's homemade, at least I haven't seen it, so I won't be bored. Oh, Ben Grimm. Apologies for the uh, the way the Chargers season ended. Um, but if you had a better run defense, you probably would be going to the playoffs. But you can, you can hang out with fucking Jets fans. Um. Dan says, spoiler alert, he feeds the chicks to his dogs when he's done. Dan says, Jamie Kennedy was really good as this cannibal serial killer on Criminal Minds. I didn't watch that. Ben's still recovering. Yeah, I'm still fucking recovering. I'm. That pissed me off so much. I fucking, the Steelers are probably my least favorite team. One of, for sure. Um, oh, he's getting hard hits. Yeah, that makes sense. That's right. Yeah, yeah. not a big smoker. So even fucking, even little hits fucked me up. Uh, yeah, that whole thing fucking bummed me out, Ben. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Randy's... I guess he's fine. Like, I, I don't think the movies would be better off without him. But, yeah, a lot of people, I, I think, is, he's like me. That's me. No, you're not. You're just one of the fucking dorks that, you know, the faceless dorks in the background. Um, God. That fucking spark is really good. Number four, Scream 2 and 3 are better than the original. Scream 2 is better than the original. Sharing an unpopular opinion. Reddit of fans said that they prefer Scream 2 and 3. They said they're campy and exciting. 2 is not campy. Stop. And there seems to be more plot to pay attention to. 
Um, I really like Scream 2 and 3 in many ways. I like them more than the original. The fourth one is fine, but too modern to give me the 90s feel. So you're gay. 90s suck. I feel as though where the original was very well done, 2 and 3 are more campy and exciting. There's just more going on. Probably because Stu's party was like 45 minutes of the movie. The only thing I didn't like was Roman being the killer. In all honesty. Oh, sorry. I read that wrong. Roman being the killer in all honesty. Yeah, everything about 3 sucks. He was so irrelevant to the movie to the point where his reveals seemed surprising but underwhelming. Just out of curiosity. Oh, fuck. Shut up. So, yeah, I, I like two better. I like the fucking, the whole kind of climax to two is far superior to one. Um, You know, with like the fucking, whatever play that is supposed to be, I'm dumb and I don't know shit like that. But that fucking, you know, that kind of fear and always oh, one of them, the killer, blah, blah, blah. I love it. Plus, fucking, uh, I think Jackie's the best. No, Laurie Metcalf. If you don't like Laurie Metcalf, I don't think I like you or want to know you, frankly. Um, and sure, we've shared a bed, you know, so maybe I'm biased, but she's a good lay. Three, Scream 2 seemed like the first one, but set at college. All there's love for Scream 2 is people feel it's a solid horror sequel. Not everyone sees it that way. And a fan said it, they felt like the sequel was too similar to the original. They posted in a Reddit thread. It always bothered me. Scream 2 felt like a basic copy of one just at a college instead of a high school. Oh, I'll never tell. I can't. Um, the um, form that I didn't sign would have said I can go, cannot go into detail. Jerry O'Connell is delightful. Yeah, that fucking scene is stupid, uh, but I like it. I don't know. It just it, it it fits in the movie, I guess. That that fucking stupid character. I, I, I like Scream Two a lot. Before I had seen Scream 4, 2 was my favorite. She's into mullets. Damn, Ben's been with her too. Speaking of, there is, from when I was on tour with Michael Graves, we got a hold of like a blonde, I don't know whose it was, I don't remember. I think it was the guitar player's girlfriend. She's had it, to, it was funny. She just like to fuck around and wear it. Um, it was like a, it was a blonde mullet. <laughs> I wore it because she met up with us in Alabama for some reason. Um, I'll have to try to find that fucking picture sometime. I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to leave soon. Um, damn, I've almost done a full episode. I was on, I was going to go short tonight. Oh, this one I agree with. Number two, the franchise is too proud of how meta it is. Oh. How many praise the franchise for being meta and for analyzing the genre in this way? A fan shared on Reddit that while they call it a landmark, they think the movie is a little too smug and proud of itself at parts. That's a lot of what put me off to the whole fucking franchise for many years. I just, I fucking, the first time as, I don't know, at least a teenager. Like, so when I could kind of form my opinions on like 
whether things were good or if I liked them or not. I hated, I fucking hated Scream. Stupid, smug, fucking self-referential. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I, you know, I've grown to appreciate it, and I mean, it's almost the fucking my least favorite of the series still. But regardless, I, I kind of, I, I buy that one for sure. And number one. Oh, this is an interesting one, actually. Scary Movie made Scream less fun. Someone asked on Reddit if anyone agreed that Scary Movie ruined Scream. They said that after watching the parody movie, whenever they watched Scream, they couldn't help but compare the two and ex- I expect there to be more jokes as Scary Movie poked fun at it. Uh, several fans replied they didn't think that was the case, making this an unpopular, making this an unpopular opinion. As many think the, of the movies as two totally different things. Um, oh, that'll be a good one. I I agree that they're probably different enough. <laughs> but I could definitely see that being the case. And like every time I see the the fucking the, the scene with the doggy door, I do think of fucking uh was it Tori Spelling, the fucking the uh the beauty pageant winner from Scary Movie. No, she's in the second one. Who the fuck? Oh, it's Shannon Elizabeth, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the first thing I think of when we get to that scene. Or I think of the fucking fat chick, actually, too. Um, you know, or the fucking uh, whichever Wayne's brother at the end there was Skeeter. Scooter, whatever the fuck his name is. I haven't seen the first scary movie in a while. Might have to change that. Hint, hint. Um, but real quick before I go, uh, last article this we'll fucking go through. Recasting the characters of 1996 as Scream if it was made today. And this is from October of two years ago. October 20. Casey Becker would be played by Elle Fanning. I'm not going to read the fucking article. We'll just go through. Oh, Principal Arthur Hembry, Jason Alexander. Kiernan Shipka, who I don't fucking know from. Uh, Sally Draper on Mad Men would play Tatum Riley. Skylar Gazondo as Randy. I think I could bet that's pretty solid casting. Uh, played similar characters in Booksmart and the underrated horror comedy series Santa Clarita Diet. Jack Quaid as Stu. Joe Keery as Billy Loomis. Joe Keery apparently was in Stranger Things. I don't know what the fuck. I've never seen the gay show. The phone voice, Bill Hader. That's solid. Uh, Bill Hader might seem like a strange choice to play an unseen voice, but his voice acting talents prove why he would be so good. He has a tone that can seem normal and friendly before switching to threatening in the blink of an eye. This is dumb casting. This is Aquafina, whoever the fuck that is, some some Chinese. Uh, is Gail Weathers. The right actor to capture Gail's selfish and mean-spirited nature while still making her funny and likable is Aquafina. 
She could pull off the role of a tough reporter and still come off as someone the audience cheers for. Number two, this is interesting. Deputy Dewey, played by Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is an actor who could really pull off that awkward, charming sensibility very well. It would be a lot of fun seeing him step into the role, hero role, while still playing to his strengths. Well, I mean, he's already Mr. Manager. Let's make him a deputy. Zendaya. Who the fuck that is? But Zendaya is Sidney Prescott. Fresh off an Emmy win, Zendaya is quickly becoming one of the most exciting young talents in Hollywood, and it would be a lot of fun seeing her in a role like this. She could certainly handle the more dramatic aspects of this character, as well as making for a thrilling hero in the final act. Huh. Tori Spelling is in two, yeah. Um, scary movie too. I mean, I think isn't Tori Spelling? I think is in Scream Two as well. I because I think she's one of the fucking the stab cast members. Um, she's at least referenced right in the first one. Uh, Dan says Zendaya isn't good in anything. I don't know who the fuck these. Most of these like younger actors in here, I don't know who the fuck any of them are. So I don't have to take your guys' word on them. Ben Grimm says Kiernan Shipka is the new Sabrina. Okay. <sighs> but uh, Dan says, I'm not sure why she's a thing. Why does she have one fucking name? Is she a pop star? Fucking actor with one name. Oh, I do have one note on here. I was I did manage to write one note in my fucking phone here. Obsession with slasher survivors returning to a series years later. It's almost always a shitty idea. These people left the industry or never made the next step because they're not good enough. Young people acting poorly is fun. Old fucks acting poorly is a chore to sit through. Um, I think Jamie Lee Curtis, while it doesn't fit the bad acting... Um, thing that I talked about, the point that I talked about, but you know, do we need to see 60-year-old Jamie Lee Curtis having surgery? I think that. Laurie Strode goes to the obstetrician. But, yeah, I don't know. I didn't have anything more on that, and I can't really expound on it now. So, I will say Head on over to the Big, uh, Big J. J the Stingrays channel at midnight Eastern, 11 Central. And uh, take a look at his wares. Uh, Patreon should be, I should get that going again soon. Um, should be book two of Midnight Mass should be out in the pipeline. And hopefully I can fucking... Get some shit going. Get some Roseanne's hammered out for you guys, too. I missed last week. I, just, I felt like shit. I apologize, but it's not me being... It's not just me being lazy this time, so... <laughs> There's that for you. Uh, before I go, I want to thank all my lovely patrons. Oh, real quick. The faggot of the opera. Okay. 
Thank you to all my patrons, Big Crack Rock, Christian Hannah Horror, S'mores and Doors, Nick Ridza, Jay the Stingray, Jess Graham, Orc145626, Daniel Shine, Lauren Dixon, Mr. Bombastic, Retrocac, The Daily Ghost, Slaughterport, Ben Yukonevich, Brian Trash, Jester8082, and Ben Grimm. Um, let's check this. Dan says, Mary Jane and the new Spider-Man stuff. I don't know what that is. I don't watch those things. Good night, everybody. Everyone's saying good night. Kiss, kiss. Uh, till next time. Iris loves you. Hey, gang, don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, and share at youtube.com slash steaksauce92. Uh, you know, leave me a nice El Salvadorian free review on iTunes, Spotify, on that five stars, whatever. I don't know if Spotify does anything. By the way, Iris loves you.